Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Clio Talk. My name is Matt. And I am RC. Now, I don't know about you, but something happened to me at work today. Someone told me not to do something, and then they came back after I did the entire thing being like, oh, wait, can you do that actually? And I have never been more infuriated at what an absolute waste of time that was. I could have gotten that done when I was doing the entire workup that they needed me to do. And they went like, oh, can you actually do that actually, like, now? And I was like, I, no, I, I could have done it when I was working on it. They just but, waited until the last second, and they were well, like, they, actually. They, they waited until I gave it to them. They was like, oh, can you do that actually? And I was like, it, you, I have the email saying, no, I don't need to do that. Are they in charge of you? No. Oh. Well, then just tell him, sorry. I, I, I literally, like, I didn't even send the email. I just, like, uh, did, like, the uh, snip tool, and I snipped what their email said. I was like, well, I didn't do it because <laughs> this. You really did. And then I sent that and uh, saying, like, you know, hey, I mean, I didn't do this because you said this here in this email with the exact line from their email, which says, no, you don't have to do that. It's cold blooded. Yeah, I don't it, like it. I've I've just had it. it I had it. I had enough with that one person, and uh, they can figure it out uh, because I don't want to do that because I could have done it all the way in the beginning when I started this like a week ago, and yeah. they decided like not even like a day after I gave it to them. And I feel like we start every episode with just complaining about work in some way. Yeah, I, I always have some work rant. And I've I guess. decided to com- switch that up because instead of complaining about work today, I'm going to complain about Amazon <laughs> <laughs> because I ordered, you know, so we have a snake, me and my fiance, right? She's cute. We finally had the money to get her like an actual enclosure because we had a tub for a while because we had an apartment and the tub was a lot easier to just slide under the bed if they were like suspicious because we're not supposed to have a snake so we're like okay we got this enclosure now uh we got a ceramic heat emitter that doesn't emit light but it emits heat and then it's like okay that wasn't good enough it's not generating enough heat so we decided just to get a 100 watt regular heat bulb you know just get a timer or whatever who cares i decided well okay i've already bought from my local pet store i can get a three pack of these bulbs for a pretty good price on amazon you know instead of spending say 15 at the local pet store i can spend 24 and get three of them after you already bought a couple hundred dollar enclosure yeah i I spent the bulk of the money at the local pet store and i was like okay i'm just gonna this is a better wholesale price from the manufacturer through amazon so i order it First off, it gets delayed. It's like, you know, I order it like Monday or Sunday. You know, it's going to get there like Tuesday because of the holiday, Juneteenth. But that's not a problem. And then it gets delayed till today. And it's like, okay, that's great. Because I I do need this because, you know, my snake needs some heat. Boo, industrial society screwed you over. You had to wait an extra day for light bulbs. Normally, I wouldn't care. It's just I do need it for the snake. So it is kind of one of those things where it's like I do need the heat for her. You know, it's like... It is the one time I've actually ordered something with like some form of urgency where I probably would have paid for the next day shipping if I didn't get it for free on this particular product through Amazon Prime. Um, but they finally get here today and uh, they sent them in a bag instead of in a box. So they are all shattered. Like completely, like it sounds like a maraca. It's just <laughs> <a> crinkling glass. <laughs> 
So I got to deal with the Amazon return thing where now they're going to send me a replacement. You also had to go to the UPS store to return a bag full of broken glass. Yes, and the UPS people were very nice. They were like, <laughs> yeah, I can see the, the bag. That's why you're returning it. <laughs> like, yeah, but now are they going to send the next one in a box? Probably not. Are you going to be stuck in an endless cycle of uh, having either enough Amazon credit to buy exactly that like three pack of bulbs or are you going to be stuck in the endless cycle of just returning broken light bulbs and they keep on breaking them? I'm going to go through Amazon's entire inventory of these bulbs and just break all of them. Cause look, I, they, they would give me either Amazon credit or like return for free, replace for free. And it's like, okay, the Amazon credit, I, you know, I spent that money on bulbs because I need bulbs. Amazon credit doesn't help me because I need the bulbs. So I'm going to order the product I just ordered. So the replacement makes more sense. But I, I need them to just issue me a general refund. But they wouldn't do that. So I can just go to my reputable local pet store and actually buy the product and get it functional, which I should have done for the first place. That's what you get. I mean, you're already spending the money. What's, you know, what's the deal with a bit more at the local pet store? Also, you used, yeah. used to know an employee at the local pet store. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I, I should just go. Speaking of, I, so I have, like, an account with the pet store. Um, and I was there buying, like, there's, like, $300 for the enclosure. And, like, yeah, you have a $2 credit. Would you like to use it on this? And I'm, like, <laughs> no, I'll just save it. Because, yeah, $2 off my $300 purchase sounds real useful. I'll save it for, like, something, like, that was $5. That, like, it's, like, wow, now it's 3 Mm-hmm. Like, an actual sizable amount of money. Yeah. Can you order the mice for the thing? On Amazon? No, 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 from the pet store. Yeah, but uh, we do a closer one because they're frozen mice. Um, We did buy bulk one time, but then our freezer broke, and that's the last time we bought, like, 60 mice. Because we were going to, like, local, uh, like, reptile shows to get the mice for a while. But every time we've bought more than, like, three in a package... We've just had some form of issue or another. Like one of the packs, we bought like a 12-pack, and then we moved, and then they thawed out and got all bad. And then one time we ordered like a 40. What, what, what do you do with like like thawed mice? Do you just get to like chuck them like in like a field or something? I just throw them in the trash. Oh. Yeah. So my kitchen trash can is full of dead mice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could just throw them in a field for the ravens or something. Yeah. They'd yeah. probably love that. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, you know, but no, I just, we've been burned before on the wholesale mice because, well, I guess we've been thawed before on them, but also Viva has, she's not eating. She's on a long hunger strike because we changed her enclosure, so. But it's way better. It is way better. It's actually glass now. You can actually see into it. The problem we were having with the tub is it's you know low profile she's a sand boa right that's we're not being cruel she's a sand boa so she just sits under it so she doesn't really need the airspace so she, she just sits like just slightly submerged in yeah, sand she just kind of exists but uh we um kept for kind of loosely forgetting that she was there you know no, not not like completely like oh i forgot i had a snake just kind of like a there's just a tub sitting there you know mm-hmm. so it's like now you can actually see it, and it's like, oh, yeah, I can see into the... I can actually see her if she were to actually be out, but she's never out. But, you know, it's like glass, not 
opaque plastic. That loud pop was my chair breaking, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. Are we gonna are we gonna just keep recording? We're gonna, we're gonna stop to fix your chair. No, it's fine. Okay, we're 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 staying live. Yeah, anyway, staying so, live. but like, how do you? Does Viva do anything, or does she just kind of, she just sits in in the cage? Right. She, she doesn't do anything when she's in there, but she like hangs out with us. She like crawl. Well, I I, I, I know I know your you snake. Make me want to get her out. Yeah, well, I know your snake hangs out with you, but also like your snake when you even like have it like hanging out, just kind of just sits there and stares. Yeah, it's cute. She's a little snake. Have you seen that little thing? My mom made a little knitted tube for her. Yeah, I saw the knitted She'll tube. She'll poke her little head out and like, blah, 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 you know, the tongue. And and just look with those like glazed eyes. There's no I mean, brain. There's no brain cells down there. No, not a lot going on. But I mean, I don't know. She's fun. I. I don't remember what post it was, but there was a post I read once where uh, someone was convinced that their leopard gecko had like autism or something, and they had to take it to the vet because they were stupid and thought it had autism, and the vet told them, no, there isn't enough brain cells for geckos to have autism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's just, she's just, you know, the world's a scary place when you're a noodle with no arms and legs. When you're not even like near your natural habitat and climate, yeah, she is from Kenya, so <laughs> she's very far away from her natural habitat. But I have some actual topics to talk about. Oh, we're not doing a whole lot of nothing part three. No, no, we're not. Uh, so we got option number one or option number two. Pick one. Uh, probably one because you said it first. Okay. Some idiots built a submarine. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you live under a rock or not, but uh, some very wealthy, well, wealthy guy who doesn't believe in safety regulations or uh, like actual design, built himself a uh, submarine powered by a Logitech controller thing. Uh. Not actually Logitech. I'm not sure what brand it, it is. is Logitech. It is Logitech. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to like slander Logitech because I like have a bunch of. That's the stuff. thing is that that controller isn't actually that bad of a controller because people and, and that that's the thing. Everybody's been hanging up on the controller. Okay, everybody's yeah. been hanging around the controller. Oh, it's powered by controller. The controller isn't the problem. They use those on the ISS. They use those to control tanks and stuff. That's mm-hmm. not the problem. The problem is one. They were using Bluetooth for the controller, so it was wireless, so it wasn't hooked into the sub-electricity. So if the controller died, you know, you have to hope on spares. And two, the fact that they built an unregulated submarine <laughs> out of carbon fiber, <laughs> and, like, the CEO was, like, some tech libertarian who's like, yeah, you know, the government, it's safety regulations just, like, impede. You know, we need to do what SpaceX is doing. And then he built, like, a backyard submarine <laughs> with no safety features because so i've been i've been reading um uh, red storm rising i've been rereading it it's a good ass book a lot of it has to do i was reading this before this whole sub thing happened right and a lot of it was talking about like submarine warfare right 
Because Tom Clancy loves his subs. Yeah, for uh, context, Tom Clancy, if you don't know anything about him, he is the Hunt for Red October guy. Yeah, yeah, which is famous sub book. But yeah. basically, just they're doing sub combat, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we shot a torpedo, the sub blew up. But there's like a couple of times where they've mentioned safety features, such as like these nuclear attack submarines have like strings with a with a buoy on it that's like, hey, I'm right here, so that when it sinks to the bottom, you can at least find it, right? Mm-hmm. Or say a ballast tank that you can blow and surf it's just like this thing didn't have any safety features at all like it could be on the surface right now right if it lost communication there's no backup that's it it could be on the surface and they'd still be dead because they can't open the damn thing because it bolts from the outside well okay like it bolting from the outside is one of those things where it's just like i i consider myself to be an idiot Uh, but like I would notice like, Hey, maybe I want to be able to exit this thing at my own will. You know, a famous story in America in like the psyche of America is Apollo one, you know, like that fire that happened that we're going to cover in episode five, probably where the astronauts died because they couldn't open the hatch because it was sealed with bolts. So they fixed the design by making it openable from the inside. And they're also... And you would think, not one person during the designing of the submarine thought, hey, if this thing is on the ship, we've sealed them inside and say somebody... Like, a short circuit, there's a fire inside. These guys can't get out, like, quickly. Like, there's no way for them to get out when on the surface. Like not what because they basically recreated like Apollo one mm-hmm. in this thing, except instead of uh, quickly burning to death, uh, they are uh, basically stuck there, running out of air. One or, of three or, things: or, or exploded. They either imploded immediately and died within a microsecond, or they're running out of air slowly, or they're still have plenty of air, but the carbon dioxide is killing them because. I don't know if they have a carbon dioxide filtration system on this thing. So they're in a tank with like air flowing in, but I'm not sure if they have any way of getting rid of the CO2 they're exhaling. Or the secret fourth thing, which is uh, one of them got mad because the other one was beating off and they ended up killing each other. Or the extra secret fifth thing, which is they're actually on the surface and fine, but they can't be found because they also painted the sub white <laughs> instead of like orange like subs are normally painted so that you can see them from the air <laughs> the ocean is usually like you know white caps waves and granted we're a kansas city podcast we're from you know kansas we don't really know anything about the ocean but like come on Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> like, I, like, even we know this much. Like, I, like, I at least enjoy also the, uh, the, the stepson situation. Oh, God. Where, where one of them has a stepson who is trying to use the situation to parlay himself into getting Blink-182 tickets and uh, flirting with porn stars on Twitter. He's also a stalker. <laughs> oh my you know god! No, I didn't know Somebody that. Somebody on Twitter is like, "Oh yeah, he's the guy I testified against in court. I didn't know his stepdad was a billionaire, but yeah, he's he's been stalking me. I've never met him before in my life. In court against him because he was in jail, and they apparently just let him out of jail without telling her. That could be that could be a lie. I don't know, but that I just saw that. It's like, what is is he like? Hunter Biden or something like what the hell is going on? Why, why is his dad on the submarine? 
It's like <laughs> also naming your company Ocean Gate. It's like the the scandal is already ready made. It's like what do you call this one? Oh, Ocean Gate. There you go. It's right there. It's like it's it's like naming it like anything. It's like if we named this podcast Cleo Gate, we'd be asking for something bad to happen. Like that's a cursed something gate. It's it's just don't do it. This is Titanic Gate. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just like also reading. I mean, all of this is from Twitter, so it it take it with a grain of salt. But reading that you could like hire the people that did James Cameron's going down and exploring for like way cheaper anyway. But this guy, these guys decided not to do that and instead trust the guy who built like basically a like a backyard kit car submarine. Or reading that one of the only other commercial subs that's capable of going down to this depth, which is like two miles down, is one owned by Gabe Newell of Valve. <laughs> Where he bought it for twenty six million dollars. So like the billionaires could have just bought their own sub that was a real sub for a lot less money, and they probably wouldn't be dead right now. Ugh. Well, I mean, obviously, they have probably experienced nightmares or experiencing nightmares beyond, like, comprehension. Or nothing. Or nothing. Or they just died immediately. I mean, that's the thing. is, just like it'd be so quick. If yeah. that porthole, which was rated for 1,300 meters... The Titanic is at 4,000 meters down. Okay. okay. If something's rated for something and you're going to go past the rating, shouldn't like a little bit of logic dictate like, hey, I shouldn't do this? Well, it costs money to do it. And they were like, eh, it looks pretty thick. It's probably fine. The window that is in front of the toilet. So if somebody's taking it, (laughs) could you imagine being the one? And this is like a bit morbid, right? Like people could have died. People probably died. You know, it's like we're, we're making light, but this is like tragic, I guess. But could you imagine being the one on the toilet as like the window well, starts to crack? Well, well, you're why, just like, why would you put the toilet? I mean, at least you have like so a convenient place for it to come out when you saw the crack. But like, but like, why would you not put it in the back? And have the like back the, is where the monitors are. But, but well, they well, have one tiny porthole and then a bunch of cameras, right? Well, why would you not have the porthole at least in an area that everyone could like take turns looking at the porthole if you're going to go down to the Titanic? Also, that's probably really dark. Do they have enough lights to light up the Titanic? I, have no idea. I mean, they have to. I mean, it's like the whole business, right? You, you think that the one thing they would have thought through is actually viewing the Titanic. Also, if you want to view the Titanic, uh, or at least like a ship in general, like I think some of the sister ships of the Titanic still kind of exist yeah, around. The, I think the Olympia is still around. Yeah. It? So you can either like use your money to go look at the Olympia, which is basically going to be almost exactly the same, or you can just go to Branson, Missouri. Where yeah, they I was going to say, they got the one in Branson. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just, you know, again, we're, we're landlocked land lovers, but you can watch the James Cameron IMAX documentary from when he went down to the Titanic. Get like, you know, you're a billionaire. Yeah. Just rent out an IMAX theater, lock yourself in a little box with a tiny and porthole in the theater. Just watch it through that porthole. There you go. That, or, that's or, as good as you're going to get without having any chance of dying. Or just do what other weird billionaires do and get like really high on weird drugs, then watch it so you feel like you had a massive impact in your life, and then you can go and build a more expensive submarine. I just... It's like... It genuinely is easier to go to space than it is to go to like the deepest it, depths of the ocean. Like, like so few people have been to the Titanic for a good reason. Mm-hmm. It's not because like we're not brave enough or whatever. It's just because it's really freaking hard to do it. 
and it's a lot deadlier because for like a spaceship, you just have to, you know, keep air in. That's pretty much it. You don't have to deal with water, which is very heavy. If you ever carried like a five gallon tank of water, it's extremely heavy. Imagine millions of that above you. It's the entire ocean on your shoulders trying to kill you 24 seven when you're down there. It's just like, yeah, you're I am doing my best to kill you. You are not supposed to exist. And I'm just looking forward to when like what next billionaire like stupid escapade race things happening because they're trying to do space which they're like at least kind of okay at they have now attempted to do ocean which they failed at are they going to bring back blimps or something that would be cool zeppelins yeah billionaire zeppelins i'm still thinking we need to bring back the train race right just like Hey, no one's, you know, hey, uh, random billionaire no one's ever heard of. You know, China's got a 200-mile-an-hour train. Now you need to build a 300-mile-an-hour train. You know, we got to get back the vintage train speed race. That would be cool. But, like, this is also Silicon, like, Valley brain to build, like, a submarine without regulations. Whereas, like, Midwest, like, extremely wealthy person brain is buy a lake house on the Lake of the Ozarks and build the fastest speedboat possible and end up crashing it into, like, a pontoon boat full of, <laughs> full of a family at, like, 200 miles an hour. Just the, the Ozark speedboat? Yeah, the, 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 the Ozark speedboat, or, or even worse, the Ozark jet ski. E- either way, you're going to end up, like, killing someone or severely hurting yourself or others or getting a DUI, gotta, which you can get a DUI on a boat we got to revolutionize the car dealership. We just got to get those car dealership guys to like do something that'll like, like we got to get the speedboats, but make them deadlier and just get all the car dealership guys to think that they're cool. Yeah. I don't like car dealerships. <laughs> I also don't like car dealerships. You know what I've thought about, which is a completely jarring shift of tone. Uh, whenever there's like those like weird Republican chuds that show up to like those like drag shows to protest it, what would happen if like, someone in like favor of the drag shows just showed up in like a full suit of armor on like a horse with like a, like a jousting like Lance and just kind of stood there. Like would the police make them disperse? Like, can you disperse a guy with like a jousting Lance? Like it's menacing, but like, it's weird. I don't know. And and you're on a horse. Didn't the latest, uh, well, there's a problem do this with like halberds or something. Were you listening to that episode? (laughs) Because that's exactly the topic they were talking about during it. Oh. <laughs> Showing up to, like, the drag queen story hours with, like, pikes. Huh. Well, I guess great minds think alike. Yeah, great minds think alike. No, I, I was going to say, it, it is probably more efficient to just show up with a gun, though. Because yeah. it's, like, I would say that's more intimidating than full armor at this point. Especially if they're there with, like, the, you know, the Proud Boys, like, AR-15s or whatever. It's like, yeah, you just show up with your own AR. Or show up with, like, a Browning M2. A constitutional carry, if you own it legally, you can totally just show up with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to we're gonna do that in defense of Turner Classic Movies. Yes. Because Warner Brothers is trying to shut down Turner Classic Movies. I'm not sure if you know about Turner Classic Movies, but I know about Turner Classic Movies, and they play basically constantly old movies that no one would ever, like think of seeing the light of day again outside of when it was shown in the theaters but turner classic movies thanks to ted turner uh founder of cnn and potentially builder of those weird stones down in georgia 
Um, Those don't exist anymore, remember? Yeah, they got blown up. Yeah, well, one of them got blown up. I thought they were on like a... Yeah, no, they, they blew up one of the stones by the weird, the weird crazy guy. I thought they had to demolish them afterwards. Oh, did they? I thought so. Oh. I'm going to look that up. I'm yeah. Gonna look that up. Anyway, uh, it, granted, Ted Turner is not confirmed about that being his thing, but it's definitely like Ted Turner vibe. Well. Uh, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Former. Uh, July 6, 2022, they were damaged a bombing and were dismantled later that day. They were going to rebuild it, but they. They basically got rid of it. Yeah, they, they got blown up and they demolished them because they blew up one, and then the rest of them, uh, you know, it's like a tripod or whatever. Mm. Well, anyway, uh, so Turner Classic Movies, basically TCM, basically played a bunch of old movies, and it was one of my, uh, it was my dad's basically favorite TV channel because all he watches is old vintage movies that are way past, like, even before he was born. Also a big Western guy. Also an Andy Griffith guy. I'm not sure if anyone's ever watched it. Apparently I wrote the Georgia Guidestones. Ah. RC. Oops. But there is I like Andy Griffith. Yeah. It's a... It is an interesting show. It is a product of its time. Very much so. A lot of the situations, and if you are not ready to experience like white Americans understandings of the late fifties. Uh, the Andy Griffith show is, uh, definitely going to be a culture shock to you. Yeah. But, uh, preserving old media, I think is extremely crucial. And we're seeing it where it's just like, you know, there's that show inside job from Netflix where it got one season and now you just can't even find it. Or space ghost coast to coast, space ghost. the show that created, uh, adult swim, you now cannot legally watch it anywhere unless you own a DVD copy of it. They they removed it off HBO Max or sorry Max. They removed it off that. Which again, why would you make a streaming service with one of the most recognizable television like producers of all time? You know, Sopranos, Band of Brothers, Pacific, From the Earth to the Moon, all that stuff, Game of Thrones, and then just get rid of it. Like Max. Why would I want to watch Max? HBO Max. Ooh, that's a name I recognize. That's that's stuff I would watch. But that's all Warner Brothers. They don't know what they're doing. Sorry, I tangent. Yeah, and no, but it, it's just it. There's there's a death of physical media, and I know that we've had this conversation like off microphone about like the nostalgia of like owning the movie and at least like popping yeah. in like a VHS like cassette because like VHS was one of those things where it went from like the world of not you aren't able to watch a movie. Outside of the yeah. movie theater, basically, or if it was on TV, yeah, you get a Beta Max, Beta Ray, Beta Max. Well, it well, or no, I'm thinking Laserdisc. Laser yeah, disc. Laserdisc. Uh, it but VCR, uh, you know, VHS tapes were able to like basically thanks to porn and uh, uh, VHS being cheaper, basically was allowing people to have movies in their house. Yeah, and it was honestly impressive because I remember uh, this is an anecdote that I'm stealing from my dad, who was like telling me when he was, you know, in his like teens and twenties, like popular movies of the time, basically played for months on end. But once they were out of the theater, it, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So 
That is why uh, RC and I have been discussing on uh, building a Plex server. If anyone knows anything about that and have any uh, ways of helping us uh, with any advice, if you've done it before, you can email us at cleohistorypodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter at cleohistory. We're going to work on building ourselves our own archive. Uh, I'm just saying our personal plans on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and I suggest you guys do it too or start building up. It's just... It's so important to actually own things, yeah. right? Like, like, don't just... I, I know it's convenient to just stream stuff, but, like, these companies could go out of business. They could... You know, if Netflix were to ever go out of business, which they're looking like they might at some point, all those TV... House of Cards, all those yeah. TV shows, you think that anybody's going to... I mean, they're just going to go. Like, like, what was it? Quibi, right? Those shows just don't exist anymore unless you happen to have downloaded them. There's no, unless they happen to get a DVD release. There's nothing You're. saying that they have to like provide them. They don't have to throw them on like the Internet Archive or YouTube or anything. They're just like, well, it's going to save us money to just to press to you know to light the 35 millimeter things on fire rather than keep them. Yeah, and your parents and grandparents or older siblings or whatever who have massive DVD or like Blu-ray or. Uh, even God forbid uh, VHS collections are right, and uh, honestly, if you're thinking what we're thinking now after hearing this kind of stuff and seeing it, uh, seeing the news of uh, digital media basically hemorrhaging its assets in that way, I would run out and get yourself one of those VHS digitizers and uh, DVD digitizers, and uh, you know, building your own mini Netflix on a server. Because it's not even about, like, necessarily just, like, the preservation of media. It's also just about, like, preserving how things were at the time, right? Yeah. So I was, re- I was reading that because the French Connection, right? I've never seen it, but apparently it's, like, a movie that's famous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Disney owns it now or owned it always. I don't know if it's part of the Fox thing, but uh, they edited it, right, to change one line where one of the characters said the N-word because... Well, you know, it's offensive. But at the time, that was big because at the time when the movie came out, cops had always been Andy Griffith. And they yeah. were finally showing a cop being outwardly racist in a major motion picture. So it was kind of, you know, nowadays it's like, well, okay, we have different opinions than we did when that movie came out. But it's like, well, that that is a cultural landmark in cinema where it's showing people you know, this guy who's the main character, the good guy, right, is also really racist. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know, your main character guy aren't necessarily good. But then they're just like Disney's like, well, we're going to remove that because, you know, it's offensive. And it's like, come on, guys, like you can't pretend like things were always how they are now. Yeah. Right? And and that that's just the point is when it's on streaming service, it's just, OK, and all the movies are like that. But or, if you own it, you can actually see or, or when Disney made a song of the South. Yeah, you can't find it on Disney Plus, but it's like Disney. You guys made that. That is or, a racist movie that you guys made. Or I mean, I as a child, I had like a DVD box set of like old World War II propaganda cartoons. Yeah, in which uh, you know, uh, in my memory this is a childhood memory. So uh, don't quote me on this, and do not sue Disney Corporation. But mm. uh, Donald Duck killing racist caricatures of Japanese people. Yes is something that w- got made 
And I mean, although it was important at the time, Disney will probably never acknowledge that and, you know, at least consume media with an ounce of like cultural literacy that like, hey, I'm not we're not gonna make that today, but that was yeah. a product of its time. And that's why whenever I see those like, you know, warnings at the beginning of a show being like, Hey, this is a product of its time, that makes sense. Unless it was egregiously racist. Yeah. Like birth of a nation. It's like Yeah, or I mean Song of the South was it is egregiously racist, but still, just getting them to letting them get away with basically pretending like the movie never existed in the first place and not acknowledging the fact or the you know the propaganda cartoons and not acknowledging the fact that oh, yeah, we the Disney you know, family corporation made that, yeah, like I don't know, it's kind of like letting Hugo Boss get away with not acknowledging that oh, yeah, in the 40s, we uh may have you know made some choice decisions on who we're giving uniforms to anyway digital media is dying and uh you know i i just think that's just the the internet as a whole you know when you're a kid you're told you know everything's permanent on the internet you know like once you upload a photo it's there forever but i think as time has gone on and we're now like 23 plus years into the whole internet experiment it's really kind of just shown just how fragile it is right because you go back now to like like Reddit posts from 10 years ago or forum posts from 20 years ago and they just don't exist. Like unless the Wayback Machine happened to catch them, they just don't exist. So I just I feel like we're instead of saving media, like instead of everything permanently being etched into the Internet and having this massive archive of all of like human history from the 21st century on, we're like losing media at a really quick rate because a lot you know nobody's going to digitize the uh random new york form from 2001 but that's like a gigantic trove of first-hand sources that doesn't you know i'm not using like an actual example but that's just a source primary sources that don't exist because the people who would have been journaling on that day wrote it on the internet but then it wasn't profitable for some company to keep alive because it's a it's a form no one uses so let's just delete it unplug it look at us tying it back tying this topic back to our original idea of this podcast which is history uh because we've gone to the library and we have looked at newspapers that are archived on microfilm Mm -hmm. Uh, mainly for projects that we had are working on for the show. And there's, you know, like every single newspaper saved, but someone doesn't have every single tweet saved because tweets weren't sent to a bunch of people's doors. Tweets are on a server owned by a billionaire now. I mean, there's there's nobody, there's no, there's nothing making sure that somebody's not going to, turn off Facebook and delete all of the posts and everything that's ever happened on Facebook because it would save them money to do so because it would be a tax break, right? There's nothing preserving anything that's up there, right? Like this podcast, if, if ACAST tomorrow decided uh, we don't feel like running anymore, we're going to delete everything. That's it. I mean, I mean, that's where everything is hosted, right? And if we weren't around, you know, say 30 years from now, if we're not around, that our podcast just doesn't exist anymore because Acast, the company, decided not to host it anymore, right? Yeah. That's just the point. Is we're, um, we're relying everything on Acast and YouTube just existing forever. Yeah, or someone finding your computer and looking at and finding all the raw files, but that would require them finding your computer, breaking into it. Yeah, and then... yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm starting to get kind of... Uh, the the internet is great for a lot of things, but it's just like, it, it's very impermeable and it's very reliant on 
things running for a long time, right? Because all those forms from like when I was a kid and stuff, like they're all just very fragile, you know. If a company goes out of business, it's like, oop, it's gone. Hmm. That's a that's a real light note. Thing. It, it it anyway. Uh, yeah. So uh, go buy a bunch of DVDs. Uh, and I don't know. You know that, that that's another thing which I don't, I don't want to necessarily advocate for anything but just I feel like Chromebooks Apple all that is kind of making the kid you know the kids zoomers whatever more media illiterate than and I know that's kind of a back in my day kind of thing but it just is the easier iPhones and all that have gotten to use the less you have needed to know how to do things like say t- run a torrent you know pirate things or whatever not that we would ever do that not that we're doing that but i'm just saying like that kind of knowledge that most people would have known even even like installing mods on minecraft right mm-hmm. you're playing minecraft on your iphone your ipad growing up as like a child and then you hear about modded minecraft well you know your apple won't let you do that your apple computer that you use for school so you haven't learned how to do that and you're not going to touch a PC because you're fully in the Apple infrastructure, so you just don't know how to do it. It's just like, I feel like pushing Chromebooks, which are like completely unusable for anything other than like internet searching or well, whatever. Well, okay, the, the push to Chromebooks are one, school districts are extremely cheap, and also uh, if you have a Chromebook, basically the kids can't play games yeah. on it because it's, it's so but then also computer lab classes that we would have taken when we were kids well we don't need to teach them on like a pc right because they have chromebooks and plus they learn at home you know the kids are growing up with technology so we don't need to teach them how to use computers like we would have learned when we were in school mm-hmm. there's just that assumed knowledge of well they're growing up with iphones now so we don't need to teach them that but they're growing up with iphones not with pcs for the most part and consoles not with pcs so it's just i feel like there's a lot of Com- computational illiteracy in uh, the w- and again this could very well just be me going like you know back in my day you know like yelling at clouds but it, I, I just I, that does worry me a little bit where it, it's good to have a computer that you can mess around with and break like I think that's a good thing I, I don't think we need to put the bubble wrap completely on computers and that is partially a subtweet at like piracy you know like just in general as a as a form of media preservation because Quibi the only way for you to currently watch any Quibi show, the company does not exist anymore. It's that little quick bite, like TV streaming service, is to pirate it. It's for somebody to have stolen it from Quibi. That is the only way to watch any of those shows that they produce because they will not sell them to you. The company that owned them and produced them does not exist anymore. So the only way to get them is illegally. That That's it. You either get them illegally or you don't get them at all. There's no way to legally watch those shows. And that's what I'm saying is that that's kind of messed up, right? There's no library for Quibi. You can't go, you know, there's no DVD library at the local library that you can get those shows from. It just, they just don't exist anymore. They're, they're completely gone unless somebody happened to have stolen them. And that, that, that's kind of my broader point is I'm not advocating for piracy. but Do I'm not just saying, do piracy. I'm just saying the fact that that is the only way to watch a lot of media is not something we should be working towards as a society. Yes. But when your uh, local favorite YouTuber uh, does an ad for a VPN, uh, maybe think about that and then uh, 
there's this cool thing called uh, uh, Tor uh, that you should look into, and uh, the thing is called Onion Links. Uh, but those can be used for completely legal purposes yeah. and are not used for anything nefarious at all. We do not advocate anything nefarious at all on this podcast, but make sure you have a VPN. Yes. There we go. Anyway. What are we uh, at? 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Oh, hey, that's a solid Clio talk. It's anyway. a solid Clio talk. This is the longest one in like two weeks. Yeah. All right. Uh, this has been uh, Clio Talk. I've been Matt. And I have been RC. And you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Clio History. You can email us at ClioHistoryPodcast at gmail.com. I swear to God, we are going to write the next Space Shuttle episode. Uh, and this has been a fun time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.